Welcome to The Bold Podcast, a podcast designed to make you want to challenge yourself in your personal, emotional, spiritual, and family life to be bold, to share more of yourself with others, to live a life of passion, purpose, and authenticity. Bring it! Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're talking about a super big topic that we could probably, (laughs) Janelle and I could talk about forever. And we do. Probably half of our time together is spent talking about this topic. But we're going to talk about motherhood. And we will definitely break that down into smaller subtopics. And we'll definitely try and cut ourselves off. Otherwise, we'll be here all day. (laughs) And even if you aren't a mother, or um, if you're a male listening to this, or even a young adult listening to this, I think you can get a lot out of our conversation. So... Everything always comes back to relationship anyway, right. so it all it exactly. all comes together. But let's start with some high-low and GMOs, some of our God moments. Um, so Janelle, why don't you give us your high-low and GMO? All right, so my high this week, I got to see my parents this morning. I got to take them to the airport, which is an unexpected little grace in my week, and it was nice. I got one of their friends was with them, and we had some... We talked talked in the car, and it was just nice to be able to do that for them and nice. um, see them because I haven't seen them in a while. And my mom just is recovering from a knee surgery, so she's doing good. And they get to go to Hawaii, which I was jealous, but also like yeah. I know they're gonna have fun. So it was good. Awesome. How about you? My high is that yesterday was Nora's second birthday. So that was, I'm sure we can go into that a little bit later, but um, yeah, her second birthday. So that's a big feat. We've kept her alive and functioning and growing and mostly happy (laughs) for two years. So yeah, that was, that was my high and we're going to celebrate with family this weekend, but yeah, she's two and she's not getting any younger. She's She's two going on 16. She's two. Yeah. (laughs) She, she's already got the, the, the no down and that mom mom <laughs> so I don't know where she learned that but yeah what about you do you have a low um well I've been re- I talked last week about I've been having trouble sleeping and I'm realizing that I have a lot of inflammation in my body so um that's been tough this week I'm just trying to figure that out I can actually feel my blood vessels like expanded I don't know it's kind of hard to explain I'm trying to be really cognizant of what I been eating mm-hmm. and um, what makes me not feel good and I'm mm-hmm. getting on a bunch of supplements that are hopefully helping so mm-hmm. I'll let you know how those go but yeah well, that's kind of been a low it's just this physical health right now yeah. is not the best yeah so um, I think my low is also Nora's birthday like <laughs> time is just moving fast and it's all it's funny because I've been really careful to not be like oh I can't wait for this next phase and every phase so far has been super fun but it's just like facetiming my nephew who's like three months old is I'm like oh like I miss that too like just that balance of like missing what's already happened but excited about where we're going but like time could slow down just a little bit so yeah. it's the high and the low that she's getting older so agreed yeah <clears throat> what about that you happens. what's your gmo your god moment for the week well our parish was able to have a, what we call xlt night mm-hmm. which is an exalt night which is basically praise and worship during adoration mm-hmm. and we didn't ha- we did kind of modify xlt we didn't mm-hmm. have like benediction or anything yeah. like that for those of you who are familiar with xlt um it was just a, a shorter time but it was really prayerful for me i had um I just had some good quality time with Jesus, mm-hmm. and I think I definitely needed that kind of contemplative time, mm-hmm. quiet time. We talked about prayer last week, yeah. and I just felt like this week has been very prayerful, and mm-hmm. um, we've been doing our 
scripture study. I just feel like God is like moving in the right direction for me right now. Like mm -hmm. I feel really connected to him mm -hmm. in a sense. I'm, my faith is, is growing in a different way. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I'm learning a lot from certain things. I feel like everything's tying together mm -hmm. in a certain way. So that's I been love, good. I love when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. That was a beautiful night. I definitely at, at that, I was, I totally thought back to our discussion on prayer and then just like being quiet and definitely had moments where I was just like, okay, just be quiet, just be quiet, just be quiet and listen. And then like, I totally, I feel like I almost like blacked out for a little bit where I don't know what I was thinking about. Nothing of it was on topic of prayer or like looking at Jesus. I think it spiraled into like laundry list or whatever. And then all of a sudden like came back, I was like, okay, refocus, just sit quietly. Don't think, just listen. <laughs> but yeah. It was a little bit more labor intensive. <laughs> One day I'll get to the just like, oh, quiet. <laughs> Yeah. Um, my God moment, I think was coming back from my husband and I took four days off of life to go to oh, the coast yeah. and you had a good week. We had a really good, yeah, <laughs> it's been a really good, really fun week. Definitely like played hard. So I need a vacation for my vacation to like grocery shop and laundry and all the things. But, um, I, it was coming back from that trip that I just realized like all of the things that had to fall in place for us to be able to go do that, to, you know ask for help and allow parents and all the grandparents to come and help. And then like, it was honestly like seeing you and Amanda on Monday night when I got back and then just like, I saw them and I burst into tears. Cause I was just like, you guys like all, you guys all made sacrifices so that I could take some time away. And I just like, oh. I'm eager to pay. Like it just, it made me realize that there are pieces that fell into place and things that I just was able to trust and hand over to God instead of micromanaging in my life. And just, you know, letting him have his hand in a little bit so that we could get away and other people will help. And it like immediately on that trip back, I was like, I'm like, I want to help someone else. Like, you know, I want to allow someone else to have a getaway and all of that. And just, yeah, it was just very, it was just recognizing to rely on him and others a little yeah. bit more so that it can create that, that space. Yeah. And you so. got your cup a little bit more full. Totally. Right? Overflowing. I think. Overflowing. Yeah. Yeah. Overflowing. I was yeah, very excited. Um, okay, so let's dive into some themes of motherhood. Um, so I have a question off the bat for you, Janelle, yes. that I have not prepared her for, so she doesn't know really what's coming. But I just want to know if motherhood was something like when you were a little girl, like, did you play house and play with dolls? And like, this has been like your dream, like to be a mom from day one, or is it just something you're like, yeah, I'm rolling with, this is just kind of standard life or yeah. like, how did that this kind of first formulator come about for you yeah. like in your head it's interesting you asked that because i i wasn't a huge i was a pretend play kid mm -hmm. um growing up i like to pretend play mm -hmm. and do a, a lot of that but thinking back we did of course we played house and i remember mm -hmm. doing the house thing but i remember a lot of my childhood like playing office mm -hmm. and school okay. yeah and more like the moms working and doing this probably because uh -huh. i had a stay-at-home mom so i kind yeah. of like always didn't really see an example of like a working mom. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, I was, I always had these big dreams about doing the corporate thing mm -hmm. or being mm -hmm. um, in the classroom. I don't know. I do remember it always involved kids, mm -hmm. but um, I wouldn't say like it was a quiet kind mm -hmm. of existence in motherhood. Mm -hmm. I would say that I was always motherhood with something. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, mm -hmm. I think that's more of how I, always imagine myself as a mom. Mm -hmm. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, 
kind of the same. I mean, I remember playing house a lot and stuff. I would pretend anything where I got to boss my sister around, though. So it didn't really matter whether it was house or anything else. Like, we <laughs> See, would play sibling We would play Barbies and grocery, whatever we were playing. It, I just got to boss her around. But um, we, I think that I always, like, mom has always been something like, oh, yeah, I'll be a mom one day. But I never, and I, I knew I would, I'd want to be a mom one day, but it was never, like, my soul, like, it was always and with something too. And I mean, my mom stayed home with us until I think we were in like kindergarten first, until we were back at school. Um, and that, so I kind of experienced both and with her. Um, but I, it has always occurred in my head, it was always both, both and. Um, and so I always, I never really think I had a desire like, oh, the second I get out of college though, like I'm gonna, like I wanna get married. Like it wasn't, I think I've always wanted I've always dreamt of kind of that standard life of like married and kids and house and dog yes, and all that, all that sure. stuff. Me too. Um, but I was never, I don't think I was ever super committed in one way or another of like, oh, but I have to build this whole career first or, oh, I want to have a family right away kind of thing. I think I was more flexible and just like, these are kind of my hopes and dreams yeah. and hopefully they all lay out in some way or another. Yeah. But. I've always gravitated towards older kids. Surprise, mm-hmm. surprise. I'm a youth minister, <laughs> but um, and I work with middle schoolers and mm-hmm. high schoolers and teens and all of that. I think babies were always like kind of scary to me. Okay. Like I wasn't like my si- my older sister always liked to hold the mm-hmm. babies and be around and yeah. babies. And I did babysit, but I now looking back, mm-hmm. it was always like preteens or yeah. like late elementary school okay. kids that I really liked yeah. to babysit and hang out with. Yeah. So I think I'm more comfortable in that area yeah. of motherhood than the baby baby stuff. Mm-hmm. Babies yeah. are a lot of work. They are a lot of work. <laughs> They're a lot of work. I miss that though too. I, yeah. I, what I realized too is like, I knew, and Physical. that's what, yeah. that's what super overwhelmed me actually when I first became a mom is I was so like, I knew mm-hmm. I wanted to be a mom, but then once I had Nora, I was like, oh, I didn't realize how much I wanted to be a mom or like how much I fell in love with that role and how much like, I was actually able to be like, oh, I'm kind of good at this. Like, you know, like knowing there were times wow. I, I expected in myself because I'm such a type A personality like having a baby that has no schedule that you can't communicate with like all of that I was very overwhelmed going into it and like how am I how am I going to navigate this like I I need my schedule and whatever and just it taught me a lot about flexibility and going with the flow a little bit and and learning and um but yeah I was able to be like oh I can I can do this and I enjoy doing this and I I think it overwhelmed me but I I fell in love with it a lot more than I was expecting because yeah I'm more comfortable I've always been you know working with the teens and the older kids so um, it's a whole new. Realm. I liked the season of having the little ones, mm-hmm. and I and I'm very grateful for that season. And mm-hmm. I learned a lot about myself during that season, mm-hmm. and I feel like I grew closer to God and to my yeah. husband, and figured yeah. out where my um, where my people were mm-hmm. and where my support system is, and mm-hmm. all of those things during that season. Um, but you do you grow each season is different as mm-hmm. you as your kids get older. Yeah. You kind of grow into different ways of being a mom. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, what would you say is your greatest joy as a mom? I love talking to my kids. I love yeah. having conversations, yeah. but that's just me. I like mm-hmm. to have conversations with people. I like when they'll sit down and talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to do things with them and mm-hmm. go places yeah. and, and be active with them whenever way we can. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to feed them. Surprise, mm-hmm. surprise. <laughs> I like to sit down and have family meals. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not the arts and crafts mm-hmm. mom. I'm not the that kind of yeah. mom. I'm more of the let's go somewhere mom mm-hmm. or do something mom. 
go for a walk, have a conversation, watch a movie, that sort of thing. Those are kind of my joys. And I also like to bring them to Jesus. So I like to bring them to Mass, Mm -hmm. um, take them, do things that are faith-based that Mm -hmm. help them grow in their relationships. So I like, Mm -hmm. those are probably my biggest joys. How about you? Um, I like... I do like, okay, I do like to do crafts and stuff, but definitely I've learned, but I've learned that that mixed with the type A personality, I get like way too excited and then overplan the craft and it's way too much stuff. So I think like, I think I'm going to be a really good, like occasional parent mom that will come and help in the classroom and do the craft, like in a controlled environment. (laughs) By myself, I get way too, it just, and then I overwhelm myself. Like I do love, I love going and doing adventures with Nora, especially when she's experiencing something new. Um, love going to the zoo with her. Like her, she is a little mini me. Um, and yeah. I don't, part of that is I'm probably training her to be because we do all the, the zoo and all the animal things and things I love. Um, so I love just going and experiencing new things for her and watching her experience things. And just through that kind of childlike wonder, just kind of yeah. experience life through that. Um, I forget about that because my kids yeah, are so much older. Yeah. And so it's really, I've really enjoyed, enjoyed that piece and just watching her now, like she's just. She's becoming so independent so quickly. I'm really enjoying those moments where like I try to I try to be cognizant of like when she needs me to play with her, she needs some attention and when she is like doing the things I need to get done when she's doing a really good job playing by herself. And so I've loved those I've been kind of trying to be cognizant and paying attention like when she's playing by herself, watching her just like be creative and play and make things up and do things and how she manipulates things and all of her, you know, toys and stuff is just, it's fun to, to watch and just kind of, you just kind of see her little brain working and it's just Yeah, you can amazing. see kind of her gifts yeah. coming out and what she's going to, yeah. what kind of person she's going to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At school today, the little boy that is her same age that they've been in daycare together the whole time brought her a rose for her birthday and it was the cutest thing I've ever seen. But then totally I was like, oh, Nora, you're such a performer. Like they were sitting at the little table to have breakfast and like her and this little boy are like smelling the rose back and forth and like getting the whole table to laugh and giggle. I was like, oh boy, <laughs> she's going to be, she yeah. may be a little bit of a class clown. We may have some yeah. parent teacher conferences in my future. I won't name names. But yeah. <laughs> um, what about, do you have like a biggest struggle that you could name as being a mom? Yeah, mom? I, I would say... And when they're little, this is harder, and that's why it goes back to the physicality. I mm-hmm. just sometimes, like, all the work required mm-hmm. for motherhood yeah. is just draining for me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I like, I and my husband and I have figured out our roles, I think, mm-hmm. and figured out what works for us, but I get exhausted mm-hmm. doing all the things sometimes. Yeah. Um, physically exhausted. Mm-hmm. The emotional and the and the... The spiritual stuff I can handle, it's the mm-hmm. physical stuff. So mm-hmm. um, all the house cleaning, all the laundry, all the cooking, all of the physical stuff. And when they were little, there's more of that. Yeah. And so I've always struggled with that piece mm-hmm. of motherhood. Um, and it's just the reality of what it yeah. means to be a mom. And hopefully you have a good partner that can help you in that and you can bear mm-hmm. the load together. Um, that's just always been a struggle for Mm -hmm. me. I think as they've gotten older, teaching them to have more responsibility so that they can bear some of that load with me and have their own chores and that sort of thing, that has made a huge difference in my motherhood Mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm teaching them something and it's not as exhausting for me sometimes to do all the work. I've had Mm -hmm. a double knee surgery, two knee replacements. So it's, there's been times in my motherhood where that's just been really hard for me Mm -hmm. and, um, there's been seasons where it's been hard, but, um, I think 
for the most part, you know, each kid is different mm -hmm. because I have three kids. And so I think the, the struggles with each of them have been different. Mm -hmm. um, and we're still, I mean, one's just hitting teenage years and, and just starting to realize some of her issues. And, you know, they all have their own things that mm -hmm. they're dealing with. So yeah. I think uh, recognizing those and trying to find ways to work with them and, and help love them in the, through that. I think yeah. that's, that's always good, but hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. So how about you? Yeah. I think, um, I think earlier on, definitely that workload of like new mom overwhelmed me when I realized I was trying to do like all of the things that I used to do, plus <laughs> keep a little human alive, like especially yeah. when I went back to work. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that I think was my own like pride in wanting to be able to do everything and having to let go of like either let go of some of my expectations and how clean the house is or when the laundry gets done and stuff but also uh, ask for help and allow help and like I know there were periods where Greg would try and help but he wouldn't do it the way I wanted to do it and then I would get mad at him for like I'm like you're trying to help me and I'm mad at you like this is stupid so yeah. um just kind of figuring figuring that out a little bit and I think um for me, and I think this will kind of go into kind of our next topic a little bit, but that like work-life balance thing, like is such a, that thing do, that doesn't exist. <laughs> it just doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. And I try to create my life around making that exist and it just doesn't. And so um, for me, it's been, I'm, I think I'm coming out on the other end of that now where I'm recognizing, yeah, sometimes like I knew, I knew this fall work was going to be really busy. And instead of trying to battle that with like making my home life balance that, it was like, okay. I need to be organized so I can really be focused for these really long Sundays I have coming up. And that's hard. And it, in some ways it sucks. It's, you know, I'm sacrificing that time with family. I don't have my Sunday mornings with them anymore, like for the, just for a couple months, but knowing that like, okay, but there's an end point in that and it will get easier again. And then that, like just being, acknowledging some of that is allowing me to then be more present at home when I'm with my kids and then more present at work when I'm at work. And yes. so I think that just, reprioritizing things a little bit and mm -hmm. uh, like making sure I'm paying attention to what's in front of me, I think has been kind of the biggest ongoing struggle that I feel like I'm starting to get a grasp of and a hold of now. But then I know as everything changes, like <laughs> it will all, I mean, my big anxieties come from like, okay, when we have a second kid and we've got soccer practices and all that, like your calendar is what like I'm going to struggle with as a mom. And I look at your calendar and everything's color coded by kid and there's 45 things at once. Like that's where I'm like, oh, it's hard. Um, so yeah, I think some of the big struggles are yet to come. I'm only in year two um, and we've had it pretty easy so far. But um, what are your thoughts on like work-life balance and just handling like, I guess the work-life balance and like keeping your sense of self that we're, we're moms, but we're more than moms and we're yeah. like not losing your sense of self yeah. in, in that. I think it helps for me um, with work-life. It, it helps so much that my work is also like a ministry and like part partly like where I feel God's calling me into. Yeah. So that I think helps for me because I don't, only think of it as work. Yeah. I think of it as like a passion mm -hmm. and a place that um, yeah. I'm serving and doing mm -hmm. good work in. And so I think that helps me when I think about making choices mm -hmm. between doing this or doing that. Um, yeah. It also helps sometimes that my kids can be involved in my work yeah. so they can, I can bring them to stuff or um, that's one of the reasons why I love doing ministry is because it's can be like a family affair yeah, sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
But it, there has been struggles. Like if I look at the last, four, my daughter's 14, the last 14 years and the struggles in worth, like I've been, mm-hmm. to, I've had periods where I worked corporate America mm-hmm. only a few months and then, <laughs> and then I, I couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I did, you know, I did the church thing for a while. Then I was home full time mm-hmm. with them for a few years and mm-hmm. now I'm back part time at church. Mm-hmm. And so I've had these different um, times in my life where I've worked more mm-hmm. And you find what works for you, and then yeah. you find also with your partner how he can help you, support mm-hmm. you in the areas mm-hmm. where you need help. And you're not doing it alone. And the other thing you have to think of is like every season comes mm-hmm. and is different. Yeah. So like the the year is really broke up for for my kids by what sport they're playing or what activity they're doing mm-hmm. and like their after school activities and. How to balance that sometimes, um, you know, you spend a lot of time in your car. How can you use that time productively um, and get something done while you're just sitting and waiting for someone yeah. to be waiting to pick someone up or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. you balance it. And I've yeah. learned that the things that I have to plan ahead, I really have to plan out my meals. Mm-hmm. I really have to plan out my um, time with my kids and yeah. like how, where, how they're getting places. I, I have to be really organized in that yeah. areas and then other areas are more flexible yeah so mm-hmm. there's a certain amount of flexibility but then a certain amount of non-flexibility so you yeah. figure it out each mom is different yeah. though I yeah think. i think it's and, totally yeah i think and we all i feel like almost every woman who whether mom or not though falls into the trap of trying to meet all these different expectations or try to be all the things like you can't like you can't you can't work full time and be a stay at home mom at the same time. You can't be the yoga mom and the like corporate mom. And, like they're like all these different kind of stereotypes of mom and like whatever balance. Like it's there is no work life balance because it looks different to every single person and what their needs are and what stages of life they're in and how many kids they have and all of it. It's and the day of the week. The day of the week and yeah. Today yeah. it might be all about work. Tomorrow yeah. it's all about kids or yeah. whatever they need. Yeah. Um, and you also have to learn when to ask mm-hmm. for help. Yeah. Yeah. In the areas where you may not be gifted in, mm-hmm. you know, with my son, mm-hmm. he's had a lot of problems with school, and so I finally decided, you know, I can't do all of this stuff mm-hmm. with him. Yeah, um, I get frustrated. I can't help him. So mm-hmm. hiring him a tutor was like the best yeah. thing, the best investment mm-hmm. I ever made, and he's doing a lot better yeah. now. And just getting yeah. the resources that I need For to sure. help myself, yeah, help him. Mm-hmm. So. You figure it out yeah. one day at a time. Having yeah. people in your life that can help you too, mm-hmm. like you can go to mm-hmm. to ask questions. How did you do this? That's always good yeah. too. I think mentor yeah. type moms yeah. that can give you good advice, wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finding your little tribe of people. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Awesome. Um, I think I kind of want to, we'll talk about this for just a second. Like, I've been reading a lot of stuff about, like, mom guilt and how that should oh, exist yeah. or or people, like, condemning mom, like, not being guilty for things. And I think I think that just goes back with the asking for help, just the idea of the self-care and taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, it was um, – and I have a friend who's pregnant and, like, she was saying, telling me that she wasn't feeling very good. She's like, I'm sick. I don't feel good. Like, I'm happy I'm pregnant, but I'm grumpy. And I was like, you can have both of those emotions at the exact same time. Like, that's the one thing I really learned in motherhood is, like – I can like be with Nora and be like super frustrated with her, but also in tears because she's just so amazing. Like at the same time, like it's ridiculous. And so just recognizing that I need to not like to not be guilty that like Greg and I are going to take 
three or four days and we're going to go to the coast and we're going to read like we needed that and that's helped me be a better mom this week exactly. and a better better human this week like just being in tune to what you really need to help make you the best version of yourself mm-hmm. and sometimes that's slowing down sometimes that's you know moving your priorities around a little bit to meet whatever and sometimes needs and... certain kids may need yeah. more of your time than others yeah. like because because i have yeah. three like i may be giving a lot of attention yeah. to one right now because yeah. she's going through a transition yeah. that doesn't mean i don't yeah love i mean i can't feel guilty yeah. about that because the other one in a, another yeah. month or two may have the same issue yeah. and i might be devoting more time yeah. to her so and they all need yeah. attention in different yeah. ways and all of that but I think, yeah, that self-care piece is really huge and not letting yourself get bogged down by the guilt of, like, the floors aren't swept, the whatever's not clean. I never feel guilty about that. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes it's takeout for a couple days in a row because it's just, you know, it happens. It does happen. Give yourself grace, ladies. All right. Should we do a quick gluttony break? Gluttony break. Bring it. All right. This gluttony break comes from me having a crazy day and not picking up my lunch on my way running late here so um my lunch is in the form of, talk about having no guilt is in the form of a delicious looking beverage so this is what is i that? feel like we've gone to get this before in the past maybe and you is got really excited pumpkin it is i so, know it's pumpkin this is the jamba juice i don't know is this another the, pumpkin pop no wait, is this the pumpkin protein or the pumpkin smash i don't, the, I don't I think it's the pumpkin smash okay. because i tried I'll to be have... healthy one time and get the pumpkin protein and it was disgusting but this one tastes like a this is totally the pumpkin smash so i'm pretty sure this... and i don't go to jamba juice anything you know i don't know yeah. the names of all the drinks or definitely anything. not for sevens sure. don't know the no. whole menus of places we don't, know the, we don't know where places are never so, it's basically like drinking a pumpkin yeah. pie. And it's it is drinking. It's yeah, completely. Totally. So I'm sure there's zero nutritional. Cheers. Cheers. I don't think there's any nutritional value. It's probably mostly Tastes ice cream, good. but we'll pretend that there's real pumpkin or fruit in here or something. And all things pumpkin. Like and pumpkin. it's orange. And you gave me an orange straw. And this is, I don't think they have, I think every <laughs> straw is orange at Jamba. I don't think they have, they did it for you to know. But I felt this was also appropriate just with the, like, it's officially fall now. Like, the weather is rainy and awesome and cozy. And so we needed pumpkin things. So thank you. That's our gluttony for the day. All right. All right. Bold. How were you bold this week, Kristen? I was bold in, I actually was really bold. And I tried to talk myself out of it a lot. But God and this podcast are starting to make me do things (laughs) that I don't always want to do. So, um, I will preface this with I'm not a very good neighbor. I'm not, I am a good neighbor. I'm just not neighborly. Like I'm not, I don't want to s- stop and chat really. I don't really know my neighbors. You're busy. You got to see. I'm busy. Go. I got things to do. I, just be quiet. Put your garbage cans in. We're good. Like I'm going to be like that. I don't know that grumpy guy on Dennis the Menace or whatever. Um, but we had new neighbors move in and they're like the way the houses sit like they're basically front of their house looks into our backyard so like these are people that we will see like quite regularly of all the neighbors and so um i saw that they had moved from colorado they had like colorado license plates and um after they were there for about a week um i ran into the guy um i was bringing nora in from a walk and he was taking his son out on a walk so you know we kind of had to talk to each other because he had to get past me to get (laughs) down the road forced forced communication so um got to talk to him and it's him and his wife and they have a almost two-year-old and a seven-week-old baby girl that and they just moved from Colorado and so I just got to talk to him really quickly but as as I'm thinking I'm like I can't imagine moving with a seven-week-old and a two-year-old and I didn't know if they had family or anything so it just kind of kept coming back to me 
And so I decided that I just was going to put a little gift. I mean, working in the church, we do meal trains for people. And like, we try and help people during transitions and stuff. And I was just like, I don't know if these people even, I don't know if they know anyone here, if they have family here. So I just went to Trader Joe's and put like a little bag of snacks and treats together and like a little like haunted house decorating kit for the boy, baby boy, the kid boy to do and stuff. And, um, then the, the mom came over later and introduced herself and we just got to chat a little bit, but it was definitely because one of those, like just by taking that one little step, that was definitely not my comfort zone. And I mean, I totally did not drop this off and like ring the bell. I left it on the door and walked away <laughs> because I also know the seven week old, like you don't want, you don't always want to talk to people. So I just yeah. left it on the porch. Um, but you know, just getting to talk and start a conversation and maybe a friendship, you know, there's, you know, the kids are the same age and, you know, just being able to walk to the park or whatever. It's just, you just kind of have to be open, I think, to, to new relationships. And, you know, I, in my life, like I've got a two-year-old, but I've got a couple friends that have kids, but I don't have like, I don't have a core group of like my, you know, mom group or whatever. That's kind of in the same stage of life as I am. And so I think, Part of that is just being open to that. And, you know, her and I may be totally different people. We may, you know, not get along at all. I don't know. But at least I was willing to start a conversation, I think. And, Amen. And do that. But, yeah. Good so, job. Thanks. Way to be we'll bold. See. see how it goes. So, what about you? Well, um, Amanda and I this week went out and decided we've been wanting to do this for a while. We went, we decided we were going to go out on Tuesdays to go be present to our middle schoolers at our school. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard because they're they're coming in from recess and they're at they're they're eating their lunch and so they're kind of busy, mm-hmm. but we just wanted to be present to them and know that if they needed if they're in crisis and they need someone to talk to that they could come and talk to us mm-hmm. and mostly we just stood there, but after a while a few of them came and talked to us and you know if they know that we're out there every Tuesday mm-hmm. and and are just available for them to come to if they have something yeah. or just to get to know and our faces are just a little bit more present at our yeah. school. Um, it's just a step towards um, maybe possible conversations in the future. So it was a little bit like scary. We were like, okay, not that it's scary to go see middle schoolers, but you know, it's kind of on their turf and their time and um, you kind of have to put yourself out there. So yeah. it was kind of a bold thing for us yeah. to do together and we'd never done that before. So it was good. Yeah. I think that's huge. I think that's awesome to meet, just to meet kids where they are. And I think kids are so, we all are, everyone is like overstructured and overcommitted to things. Mm-hmm. To, so instead of forcing a program or something they have to come do or another commitment to just show up where they already are and be there is like, it's huge. And yeah. you don't know what is going to come from that. I mean, yes. there's a kid's life who could completely be changed by the fact that there's just a couple people that just are there on a Tuesday want to just listen or check in and see how they're doing, that there's someone that genuinely cares about them, but has no expectations from them. Right. Like yeah. there's, I'm not there for any reason. Yeah. I'm they're not, not getting I'm, graded. They're not getting, you yeah. know, whatever. It's just, I'm available. Yeah. I think so. that's huge. That's awesome. So Keep that was our bold. I'll join you sometime. Yes. That will be bold for me. Go, go hang out with no, <laughs> no agenda, no schedule. Nothing to do. Just no smaller questions to ask. <laughs> no, exactly. It was good. Yeah, that's good. Awesome. Well, right. I wanted to remind everyone, if you want to give us feedback, uh, we haven't set our email address in a couple weeks, but it is theboldpodcastpdx at gmail.com. We would love for you to send us feedback about any topics you want us to talk about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And you can follow us on Instagram at theboldpodcast on Instagram. So we look forward to seeing you next week. Be bold. Take care.